Welcome to a Thursday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. Thank you for following the show wherever it is that you follow and get your podcast. Thank you for subscribing uh, to our new YouTube channel. This is my one-on-one conversation with Michael Mulder. You know Michael Mulder, the backup guard for the Warriors, who was a key part of that eight-man rotation that closed out the season, having won 15 of their last 20 games, forcing their way into the playing tournament, where, of course, they ultimately lost and did not make the postseason. But uh, Michael Mulder is in a bit of a crossroads now. Maybe that's too strong of a word, but he his contract for next year, he's under contract for next year, but that deal is non-guaranteed. And this opportunity to prove himself on the Olympic stage as a part of Team Canada didn't work out because Team Canada was eliminated um, in an upset uh, and they will not be heading to Tokyo for the Olympics. So now Michael Mulder heads back to his home city outside of Ontario. He will eventually move back to the Bay Area within the next couple of days and begin working with the team at Chase Center. We don't know if Michael Mulder will be part of the roster next year, but I spoke with him about that, about his experience, uh, although short-lived, with Team Canada his last year and a half as part of the Warriors, what he's learned from guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond, and all of that. That's all coming up here next on Locked on Warriors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment of the Week coming up later in the episode. You are Locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello. Hey, Michael. This is Wes Goldberg from Bay Area News Group. Hey, Wes. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Do you, uh, any, any vacations after the season? Let's start there. Uh, no, not quite. We uh, we didn't have much time before uh, we had to rejoin with uh, our national team, right? So um, I pretty much got out to BC, um, or not to BC, sorry. I pretty much joined the national team in Tampa first for their training camp uh, almost immediately. I went home for a few days, um, and then I went to join the national team. Um, we competed. We did, we did a, a great training camp in Tampa, um, which was good. We were over where the Raptors facility was this year. So um, it, was, it was convenient for us to have our to have our training camp there um, and then obviously moving forward into our qualifiers um, in BC which uh, went really well obviously uh, you know Wiggins is there as well so you know we had a couple guys represent which is great but um, and that basically led up to just now like I just got back to the city obviously we didn't quite get it done over uh, over there in BC with the qualifiers so um, we were we were done uh, done in BC and I just basically got back to Ontario just a couple days ago. Uh, was that disappointing, getting eliminated that way? I mean, ha- has it been a goal for you to try to medal at the Olympics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I think every athlete, um, that, that's something that's high on their list. Um, you know, I know the whole group was really disappointed. Uh, we had a great group, um, you know, great coaching staff, and we really felt like we could get some things done, and it was, it was really unfortunate that we, we fell short that way. Um, but obviously we had a positive, speak, uh, positive talk about you know, where we've come as a, as a country with Canadian battle and, and obviously where our aspirations are to go in the future. Um, and, you know, that, that work towards that starts now. So, you know, we, we kind of talked about the importance of, of guys being together and getting together, um, playing, playing together earlier and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously looking forward to the next opportunity to, to get that chance to qualify for the Olympics. 
it must be pretty cool to you know play with Andrew Wiggins, obviously with the Warriors, and then you guys go in tandem to to Tampa and and play together for Team Canada. Obviously, you guys were missing you know a guy like Jamal Murray who may have been a, may have played may have decided to play if he hadn't suffered that injury. I mean, you now that I think about it, like Jamal Murray had that injury on the court against the Warriors. Um, what was that like when you when you saw that? Yeah, man, right. I was right in front of our bench. Um, you know, that was that was a that was a terrible moment, honestly. Me and Jamal are really close. Uh, as you know, we were teammates in Kentucky for the year that he went there, and um, we've obviously been in close contact ever since. Uh, he's a close friend of mine, so uh, you know that was that was an awful moment um, when he went down like that. You never want to see that, and we saw far too much of it this year. Um, so you know, it was it was it was really a a bad moment for all of us, um, everyone watching, all his friends and family. Um, obviously, sent him our, our love and. Um, speaking with him lately, you know, he's been doing really well with his rehab process. You know, he's a young, he's a, he's a tough young dude. So it's like, he's going to, he's going to come back, uh, even better. So we're all looking forward to, to his return as well as, uh, the other guys who went down this year. Overall, that experience with team Canada, you know, short lived as it may have been, what, what was your biggest takeaway from that experience? Uh, you know, there was a lot of takeaways. Um, but a, a huge takeaway for me was just how well represented we are as a country in the NBA. Um, you know, we have, we had a ton of NBA guys on the team, um, and that, that was good to see. You know, coming up, obviously, you didn't see that as much. Uh, even So to see the growth of Canadian basketball in the last decade, uh, you know, that's something that's really encouraging. And, and you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to watching Canada continue to grow uh, in that regard. Um, but, you know, obviously, getting to continue to work with Wigs was, uh, was big for me, as well as uh, playing for Coach Nurse. I thought that was an awesome opportunity as well. So um, I thought all around it was, it was a really positive experience. Like, obviously, everyone wishes – it went the other way, but I think a lot of people saw the game um, and it very easily could have, um, you know, Wiggs was keeping us in it at the end and obviously uh, a bank shot at the end beat us. So, um, you know, it, it, one, one extra bounce and it goes the other way and we're headed to Tokyo. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't go that way for us this time. And uh, all you can do is really live to fight another day and uh, continue to attack opportunities like that because uh, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to look back and regret, you know, anything that could have happened or any, any work you guys could have done together. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think basically you just take, take the positive away from it and continue to build and build for that next opportunity, whenever that comes. And I know it's been sort of a roller coaster for you over the last couple of years. You get called up, uh, join the team late in the 2020 year. And then obviously this last season was, was very strange for everybody involved with, with COVID and, and the testing and this, the condensed schedule and, and all of that. Uh, what was, what was the hardest thing about last season? Um, you know, it was a hectic year just all around. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, the challenges we faced with the COVID stuff, um, the increased testing, um, you know, we had difficulties getting all the guys back at first at the beginning of the year. Um, in regards to all that stuff, um, it was just a hectic year all around. Um, and then in the midst of everybody trying to, you know, really uh, hit the ground running and find rhythm early on in the season. Um, you know, it, it took a lot of work to, to get to where we were at at the end of the year. So, um, you know, it was, I think it was a challenging year for everyone. I've talked to a lot of guys around the year, around the league, and, you know, it feels like nobody has seen a, a year like that. But um, I think there are a lot of positives to take away from it. Um, you know, we really grew as a group, uh, came together and, and played some good basketball near the end of the year. Um, so I think, I think, uh, getting that, that first full year under my belt, even though it was, you know, kind of a roller coaster ride, like you said, I think it was really positive for me and a, and a lot of the guys in many ways. Are you almost glad that it's over though? And now you have a chance to sort of sit back and reflect on all of it. 
<laughs> no, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like I, I have had that chance to sit back and reflect, and that's that's obviously great um, for for self growth and personal growth and stuff like that. But no, I'm definitely not glad that it's over. When I'm when I'm still watching the finals going on, uh, trust me, every part of me wishes that that we were still playing. Uh, have you gotten a chance to watch the finals games closely? Obviously, I know you you were busy, but uh, and you just sort of you said you just got back. But um, do you have any thoughts on the finals? Yeah, for sure. I've been enjoying. I think there's some great basketball being played right now on both sides. I was really impressed with uh, how Phoenix has been playing. Um, you know, obviously, it's good to see uh, you know guys coming into their own. Um, I played with Campaign a little bit uh, with when I was with Windy City when he was in Chicago. So I've been I've been really enjoying watching his progress uh, as well as Booker's progress. Uh, you know, for another Kentucky guy to to see him reach that that new level for himself has been great. But um, yeah, no, it's basically you know that's basically all we got to do. When we were in camp, uh, we were kind of quarantined, like we were kind of stuck in the uh, stuck in the hotel, right, even for the qualifiers. So you know, we basically uh, basically uh, eat, sleep, and, and watch basketball. You know, so. Um. And obviously Milwaukee came back from that that two zero deficit. Giannis goes nuts, um, and all those things. Do you do you think that the Bucks now kind of have the advantage in the series? Like, where do you think this thing goes? Oh, I I really can't <laughs> call that. Um, you know, there's I think there's a lot of fight on both sides, and uh, like like most games and most series, uh, I think the tougher team, whoever wants it more, uh, will give themselves the best opportunity, but. Um, I can't really speculate on, on who I think is going to win. I don't really have a favorite or anything, but I, I really do enjoy watching good basketball. So uh, I'm excited to watch the game tonight, obviously, and, and watch them continue to, to play high-level basketball. It's time for the Michelob Ultra moment of the week, and we've all been there, the feeling after a great win or after you've nailed the presentation at work, or maybe you've just gotten back from your first run in months and you're exhausted, sweaty, and proud. And it's these little moments that define our days. And what better way to celebrate them than with a Michelob Ultra, because they know that enjoying these moments is the key to happiness. And my moment of the week, well, it's this interview right now. Michael Mulder, one of my favorite interviews on the team. I always enjoy catching up with him, and I'm hoping that you are enjoying this conversation too. Go check out tons of other exciting Ultra moments with the hashtag Ultra Moment. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Uh, I want to go back a little bit and uh, to the end of the season. And if you could take me into that locker room after that Lakers game uh, in that first game against the play-in tournament, LeBron hits that three-pointer. Time runs out. You guys head to the locker room at Staples Center. What happens then? Um, you know, we we just talked. You know, it was like it was like any other loss that we had had that that we could have won, and we had we had numerous over the years, to be honest. Um, where we were that close and just couldn't quite get over the hump. Um, you know, we kind of we kind of just went back and reflected on what we could have done better. Um, and obviously, we focused on on the next game. We knew that um, that next Memphis game was going to mean everything. So um, we had a lot of we had a lot of intention. We we went in and basically went to work to prepare for that next game. It was coming up real soon. So um, you know, it was it was a, a somber moment. Obviously, um, wanted to win that one, um, but. Pretty pretty quickly, we shifted in the next year of you know focus on focus on what's in front of us and what we can control. Right, and then you go from that. I know you you end up losing to Memphis, but you guys clawed back into that game. Pretty much laid everything out there on the court in that second half. Unfortunately, ended up losing in that game. Um, but before that playing tournament, you won 15 of the last 20 games. You had a big part in the rotation uh, in in most of those games, if not all those games. Um, over that span. I mean, you were talking about everything was clicking. How far did you guys think that you could 
realistically go if you had made the playoffs? And, and did you talk about that kind of thing? Uh, we definitely talked about it. You know, I think we all believe we can make a run. All we had to do was get in. Um, and it was unfortunate the way it went, you know. Um, like you said, we had really caught some momentum uh, and really come into ourselves near the end of the year. And we're playing high-level basketball. So, um, you know, I think if we had got in, we, we really felt like we could make a push. Um, so it was, you know, obviously it was devastating to all of us to, to have it cut short like that. Um, kind of felt like we left a little bit on the table. Um, and for a lot of us, I think it led us into next year, um, you know, coming back with an edge and, and coming back with a, with a real fire in us to, to get to where we were, except excel, and uh, obviously reach that next level and make a playoff push. And I think some, some fans are wondering, okay, was that just sort of a fluke? Was that just a chance run? But it, it sounds like you think something really did click and that could be something you carry into next year. Well, I definitely don't think it was a fluke, you know. Um, I think I think over the last third of the season we had really uh we really grown something uh over there and together i think we can we can continue to grow that and continue to achieve even more so uh, i know we're all looking forward to it like i'm only gonna like a lot of guys are already back i'm only gonna be here a few more days and then i'll be back and uh, we're all ready to get back to work so I, I think we all know what's in front of us is is a really good opportunity and we're all ready to attack that head on what was it? What was what? What specifically worked? What changed from during that time that that just wasn't there at the beginning of the year? Um, you know, I think at, at the beginning of the year we were just kind of trying to get comfortable with each other and find find out who our what our identity was as a team. I don't think we quite um, had nailed that down at the start of the year. So as the year progressed and, and we played with each other more, we started to realize you know each other's strengths and weaknesses and what we could do to really attack defenses and uh, schemes that would work best for us. Uh, you know, sometimes we had to play small ball and um, other things that happened throughout the year that forced us to change and adapt. Um, and I think that was good for growth, honestly, as a team. Um, and I think that's something that uh, helped propel us into, into how we were able to finish in the last third of the year. And for you personally, what are your plans now going forward for the offseason? Uh, basically, I just got back from the qualifiers. So I just got back to my hometown. Um, I'll probably be here a few more days, max, and then I'm planning on heading back to the Bay, uh, basically getting back to work. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting back with the guys, you know, playing pickup, getting individual work in, uh, and continuing to grow. Because I, I think we all know we have a great opportunity ahead, and uh, the next season always comes quick. So, um, you know, basically just to use the off season to, be, to become the best version of myself, um, as we do every year, and, and you know, see where that goes uh, heading into next season. What does that work look like? What are you working on specifically? Is it skill stuff, body stuff, all of the above? Uh, it's a little bit all of the above. You know, I think I'm going to focus on some body stuff, uh, throw some pounds on, and uh, continue to work on my skill set as a guard. And uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great mix of both because um, we have great staff in, in all areas. You know what I mean? So um, I'm excited to get back to work with Bergie in the weight room and then obviously get back on the court with the guys. So. Uh, what did, what were they going over with you during your exit interviews? Did they give you anything specific that they wanted you to work on? Uh, I don't know if it was anything specific, um, but we, we just had good good conversation about um, my yearly progress, you know, where where they see me taking the next step, um, things like that. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a specific skill set, I can say, that they, they said to work on as much as just overall – um, continuing to grow and thrive in whatever environment we're in. So um, I think that we did a good job throughout the year in doing that. And I think they, they just basically uh, were like, I want you to continue to be able to grow and, and 
open to grow and learn. And uh, that's obviously something that I'm excited to do. So you're under contract for next year. It's, it's not fully guaranteed, but you are under contract. Are you comfortable with the spot that you're in? Uh, no, I don't think, uh, I don't think comfortable would be a word I'll use anytime <laughs> soon. Um, you know, I think every day you get an opportunity to put that jersey on. Every day you get an opportunity to step on the court. Um, you know, in this league, uh, you know, you're fighting for your life. You're fighting for your livelihood, uh, for your family's livelihood. So um, comfort isn't isn't a word I would use. I, I'd say that uh, I'm excited to get back um, and, you know, see the guys and stuff like that. Uh, but obviously I'm going to attack this opportunity the way I've been attacking opportunities the last few years. And um, it's going to be with my whole heart and my whole effort. And I'm looking forward to doing that. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all of the parts you need for your car at a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action the nba playoffs are on and even though the warriors aren't a part of it you can be take a look at the spreads money lines over-unders and more at bet online bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all of the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You're a very good three-point shooter. Steph is the best ever three-point shooter. What were you able to learn from him over the last almost two years? Man, it's time. Um, but one one thing that's been great is um, you know just his just his talk about confidence. Um, you know, if you go into a game, you take a couple shots, you miss them. Um, he's encouraging you to continue shooting. Like he knows, he'll he'll tell you like that is that's your thing. That's why you're that's why you do what you do. Um, you need to continue continue shooting that, and you're gonna, you're going to knock the next one down. So um, his mentality and uh, the way he he approaches that is contagious, and I think that's something that's been that was really good for me as as a shooter, uh, being able to share the floor with him. And then Draymond Green. I mean, Steve Kerr talked all season about how he's kind of a coach on the floor, not just defensively but offensively, just everywhere. And in, the, in practice and in film room and all that kind of stuff, do you have a moment or a story or, or something that, that you think of when you think about Draymond Green as far as sort of that player, coach, that mentor type of guy? Um, I don't have just one individual moment. Uh, you know, there's, I, I could think of several. Um, but especially, he, he would have things to say after our wins, but after our losses is, is what really stood out to me. Um, you know, I think he, he had a high expectation for us to continue to grow and, and continue to take the next step throughout the season. Um, he was very vocal about that, um, very blunt, very honest. Um, and, he, and he held guys to a high standard. And I think that was, that was really good for our locker room. We had a lot of new guys, um, guys who hadn't played together, or some young guys, and things like that. 
Um, I think I think having him and Steph, uh, their voice in there, um, you know, Draymond's voice, you know, when he talks, you hear that, and you know, you take that seriously, and, and he does raise you to another level. So uh, I think that was really good for all of us, um, you know, and it's going to continue to be good for the group. And uh, you know, I think we're all looking forward to continuing to share the floor with him because he he obviously you can you can see it when you watch. He makes everyone on the floor more comfortable. So it's good. It's really good to have a leader like that on your side. And then obviously Clay was around the team a lot more this last year than you know the end of the that first season when you joined the Warriors. Uh, what was it like getting to know him, his personality? You know, people love their Clay Thompson stories. If you have a favorite story about <laughs> interacting with Clay. Man, like I said, it's the same type of thing with Dre. Like, to, to say an individual story would almost be selling it short um, with these guys. You know what I mean? They're, they they have so much personality and they, and they have so much experience that, um, you know, it, it's really great to sit and absorb all all the stories and all the, um, you know, the perspectives that they have. Um, being around Clay, the one thing I noticed this year um, that was evident, I think anyone would say that, is that he's hungry to get back. Um, you know, the guy can't stand sitting on the bench and watching, just watching hoops. Um, you know, I can tell he's itching to get on the floor, and I think we're all really excited to get him back with us. Obviously, a major weapon, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to obviously learning and growing with him as well um, and getting a lot of work in with him uh, in the, during this off season. you know what I mean, to, to continue to improve myself as a shooter. And I think being around guys like that, um, you know, there's, there's no way that they don't make you better. Uh, last question. Uh, we talked about Team Canada a little bit. Um, you're very proudly uh, from Canada and everything like that. Uh, I want to know who do you think is the greatest entertainer from Canada? Greatest entertainer, like what, what kind of entertainer are you Could talking be, about? Um, music, comedian, actor, anything that comes to mind. Anybody, maybe you're one of your favorites growing up. Anything like that? Man, uh, there, there's a lot of good talent that comes from Canada. I'm a, I'm a pretty big music guy, mm-hmm. uh, so I really like Drake's music and The Weeknd. Um, you know, it's pretty cool to have guys from, from our side of the border, you know, top of the charts and, and things like that. So, uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of those guys' work. And, you know, I'm obviously looking forward to, um, you know, a couple albums coming out and things like that. And hearing stuff that's coming from up north is pretty cool. Awesome. Um, I appreciate the time, Michael. I really do. Um, good luck with the rest of the offseason. And I, uh, I'm sure I'll see you uh, in person finally uh, when, the, when the real season starts again. Absolutely, man. No more, no more zooms or nothing. Huh? No more squares, maybe. I'm excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping so, man. I'm hoping so. All right, man. We'll talk later. All right, Wes. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye.